The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. As expected, the serial loser is making a comeback. Let's hear Donald Trump announce his candidacy for the 2024 presidential election in the United States. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. So many incredible friends and family here tonight. It's such a beautiful thing. It's some people say, how do you speak before so many people all the time? If When there's love in the room, it's really easy, if you want to know the truth. Really you ought to try it sometime. <laughs> Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. So, Marion McKeown, where's daughter Ivanka's love for this candidacy? Well, it wasn't in the room, I'm afraid. Uh, she has, she and her husband, Jared Kushner, having reaped very handsome rewards from their stint in Washington, particularly for Jared Kushner in the form of a $2 billion check from the Saudis for his investment fund. They have taken themselves off the pitch and made it clear they're having nothing to do with this. You know, it's very interesting, Matt, because uh, the media, of course, nobody can turn away from this, but the media has overwhelmingly been saying that Donald Trump is a loser, that there's no way he can win this. And people like Mick Mulvaney, Mike Pompeo, etc., saying he'll be the only loser in 2024. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure. Donald Trump has an iron grip on a good 40% of the Republican Party, he'll be very difficult to beat in the primary. What do you think of his chances, Cal Thomas? Well, I agree. Uh, I think I agree with Marion. I think you can't count Trump out. People counted him out uh, the last time. He beat a formidable list of experienced candidates that included Jeb Bush, the former uh, governor of Florida, and Marco Rubio, the uh, senator from Florida, uh, who, who won his re-election last week by uh, a sizable margin, as did Ron DeSantis. But this has only happened twice before in American history, uh, where a president had lost a re-election effort and came back later to win. One was Grover Cleveland in the late 19th century, and the other was Richard Nixon, who, of course, lost to John Kennedy in 1960 and came back to win in 68 and 72. And we see how that turned out with Watergate, of course. I just don't know. You can't, two years is a long time. It's forever in politics. Anything can happen. Some people think he announced uh, when he did to help protect himself from federal indictment from the Justice Department and possibly indictment by the New York Attorney General for allegedly overinflating his, the worth of his businesses. I don't think that's going to, to hold. If either of these entities want to go after him criminally, I think they'll be able to. But I st- I've said before that I think it would be a mistake because it would only deepen the uh, animosity many people feel Trump supporters uh, toward the government and toward the establishment and the elites. Let's hear more from his speech from Mar-a-Lago. This is the bit where he said that life for Americans has declined since he left office. Much criticism is being placed on the fact that the Republican Party should have done better. And frankly, much of this blame is correct. 
But the citizens of our country have not yet realized the full extent and gravity of the pain our nation is going through. And the total effect of the suffering is just starting to take hold. They don't quite feel it yet, but they will very soon. I have no doubt that by 2024, it will sadly be much worse, and they will see much more clearly what happened and what is happening to our country, and the voting will be much different. 2024. Actually, there's another clip that I want to play, a slightly longer one, in which he does deal with the quality of life for Americans. Under our leadership, we were a great and glorious nation, something you haven't heard for quite a long period of time. We were a strong nation, and importantly, we were a free nation. But now we are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. For millions of Americans, the past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety, and despair. As we speak, inflation is the highest in over 50 years. Gas prices have reached the highest levels in history and expect them to go much higher. Our southern border has been erased and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about. How sad. The United States has been embarrassed, humiliated, and weakened for all to see. Well, what a donor he's on, Cal Thomas. But how much I'm of depressed. that? How much or any of that is true? I mean, is that going to appeal to people? Do people really want to be told that everything is dreadful? And will they react to it and say, "Yes, our savior Donald Trump will lead us from all of that"? Yeah, it makes me depressed, uh, Matt. Gee, it's not the country I know. But look, he's touched on a lot of things. I mean, I went to the store yesterday uh, to get some eggs. Uh, several months ago, they were only $2 and something a dozen. Now they're $5.50. People do feel the inflation. I don't know what he's talking about when he says they'll feel it someday. I think that's kind of an excuse for why so many of his endorsed candidates lost in last week's election. But all politicians do this. Uh, Biden did it. Clinton did it. Uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson did it. Going back, you know, the, the country's in bad shape. You have to elect me to make it better. So they all do this, Democrats and Republicans. But he touched on some serious things. Crime is a major problem. Look at some of what's happening in New York. Uh, look at these murders recently in, at the University of Virginia and I, out in Idaho with stabbings. Uh, people being pushed off of subway platforms in New York City. People not feeling safe in their own neighborhoods. And uh, I think this is a problem. Now, whether a president can fix it or not is uh, is a matter of debate. Cal, you're mentioning all the non-gun murders. But anyway, back to you, Marion McKeown, on this. Any chance maybe a bit of fact-checking, particularly now as we've discovered in the last hour or two, that Facebook has decided to give up on the fact-checking of Donald Trump? Why would that decision have been made by Mark Zuckerberg? 
Well, you can you can ask yourself that question. I think the answer is pretty glaring. I I'm just shocked. That I don't know where you're buying your eggs, Cal, but I, I've never. Well, you must be buying ostrich eggs or something. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, Trump. All of this stuff, like the the I was I remember the the inauguration of Donald Trump back in. Uh, 2016, 2017, and his American carnage speech. And this was almost verbatim, word for word. America is in a terrible state. It's, everything's dreadful. Only I can fix it. And, you know, it's, he's just basically updated, slightly updated the same playbook. He's you know, playing he's his greatest the, hits, but people are losing yeah. interest in it. Well, but the thing is, Matt, again, don't presume. People, the media is losing interest in it. You know, the, the uh, Fox News, even last night, they cut away from the speech and started analysing it and then dropped it completely. Oh, well, is that, uh, is that a sign, though? Is that a deliberate thing on the Murdochs that they've decided they've had enough of Trump, that they see DeSantis or someone else now to push the message which will resonate with their viewers and with their readers and also more in keeping with the Murdoch uh, political view the world. Yes and no, because the co- the panelists that they had on and Sean Hannity, who was the host, were euphoric about Trump running again. They were they were literally euphoric about it. They were all saying it was the greatest thing ever. Um, I think that you know that Murdoch may be off you know Trump today. Let's let's see how all of this plays out. I mean, personally, I think it's the best thing that could have happened to the Democrats since the midterms if Trump runs again in twenty four, uh, and if he does get the Republican nomination. But exactly as Cal said, there are two years to go. But in the meantime, yeah, exaggerations and out-for-out lies. One of the things he said that wasn't played there was that when he left office, gas was a dollar ninety a gallon, petrol was a dollar ninety a gallon. Now that's just not true. Um, petrol, the the price of petrol plummeted during COVID because the demand for petrol plummeted because nobody was out driving their cars and nobody was going to work and nobody was doing anything. But however, when Donald Trump left office, it had gone back up again to about three dollars and ninety cents a gallon. That was the average price. So you know. It's just like it's all exaggeration. It's all fear mongering. Uh, you know, you fear and your is fact at the very core of all this. Yeah. Well, let's hear <laughs> something. It, let's hear something sure. else from the speech. Another bit of the fear mongering that he's stoking up, and what he wants to do with drug dealers. Every drug dealer during his or her life, on average, will kill five hundred people with the drugs they sell. Not to mention the destruction of families. But we're going to be asking everyone who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts, because it's the only way. We don't need any more blue ribbon committees. We don't need, I don't like to say this, and I don't even know if the American public is ready for it, and a lot of my people Say, please don't say that, sir. That's not nice. They kill 500 people each on average. And if you don't do this, in China, when I was with President Xi, I said, President, do you have a drug problem? No, 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 we don't. He looked at me like I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, Cal. You were actually critical of Joe Biden been soft with President Xi, although there he has been cited by Donald Trump in relation to how to deal with drug dealers. Well, let me go back before I respond to that with your previous question about Mark Zuckerberg that Marion didn't really address. Uh, I, I think it's an important question. I think two things about Mark Zuckerberg. Number one, 
he and other social media covered up the Hunter Biden laptop story, said it was fake news, it wasn't real, and they weren't going to carry it. Number two, I think Zuckerberg sees the handwriting on the wall with Republicans taking over the House of Representatives and possibly launching investigations against Facebook and himself for doing this. So I think that's why he came out with his statement. There'll be no more fact-checking. Now, with respect to the drugs, Marion made a good point yesterday that a lot of these uh, are not coming from China anymore. They're being manufactured by cartels in Mexico and coming over here uh, otherwise. That, the fact that uh, that may be true, but uh, China was initially responsible for this, and Biden, in his uh, press availability after meeting with, with Xi, uh, he had the availability in Bali, uh, said nothing about this. He was more into climate change and other things, but Trump was right. This stuff is killing young people at a record rate in this country, and regardless of the source, needs to be dealt with along with the open border. Okay, let's just finish by, and I say thank you to both of you, Mary McCone and Cal Thomas. I'm going to play out with one piece. Maybe we'll get John Givens to comment on tomorrow. Donald Trump's views on climate change. And the environment which they say may affect us in 300 years is all that is talked about, and yet nuclear weapons, which would destroy the world immediately, are never even discussed as a major threat. Can you imagine? They say the ocean will rise one-eighth of an inch over the next 200 to 300 years. But don't worry about nuclear weapons that can take out entire countries with one shot. Okay. Oh, what can you say about Donald Trump? Nothing more for now. We'll be back after this. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-